All right, we are back. I'm Janine. This is Get the Funk Out. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Let me just tell you who we listened to. Uh, that was The Kills uh, doing it to, to death. And also uh, we listened to track one, Cosmonauts A-OK. Okay, standing by to join us is Brad Allgood. He's director, editor, director of photography of an award-winning film I was able to screen over the weekend. It was unbelievable, called Landfill Harmonics. So I'm going to bring him on right now. Good morning, Brad. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. You made my weekend. I loved watching this film. Oh, thank you so much. Well, thanks for checking it out. Well, I want to uh, back up and ask you to talk about how you got involved uh, directing this film. Okay. Well, my executive producer, Alejandra Amarilla, is from Paraguay. Mm-hmm. And back in 2009, 2010, she wanted to tell a story highlighting some of the social issues involving kids in her home country. And she got in touch with my producer, Juliana, and they went down to Paraguay uh, sort of looking for stories. And they stumbled across Fabio and the Recycled Orchestra, which are uh, who are the main characters in the film Land Philharmonic. And they were totally blown away by what they were doing. Oh, um, yes. and, and intrigued. Yes. And the initial idea was to make a short film um, to sort of promote what they were doing and help them raise funds and, and whatnot, but then they realized the potential for the idea and decided to turn it into a feature documentary. Okay. And, that, and so that started around 2010, 2011, and I was brought on board in 2013, originally to work in editorial and then took mm-hmm. over um, directorial as well. Now, uh, for people who have not seen the film, could you talk a little bit about, uh, it's not, there's a lot to it. Could you talk a little bit about it? Sure, absolutely. I don't want to give too much away because I want people to go see it. But um, the Lanto Harmonic is the story of the recycled orchestra of Cateura, Mm -hmm. and it tells the story of this youth orchestra that plays instruments made entirely out of garbage. And it follows them from very humble beginnings to sort of their rise to to international stardom. Um, And part of the story is a fundraising teaser that was was released online in 2012-2013 that brought them a lot of of media attention around the world, uh, including um, one of their favorite bands, Megadeth. I saw that. That was amazing. Yeah. It's an unexpected turn, and it's just a really (laughs) fun... Uh, it was a really fun part of the film for them and for us too. To be part of, I'm not going to give away what happens. So, <laughs> okay, um, good. What what I what I found so powerful is how kids can have a really rough home life. Their surroundings, families are all, you know, uh, they might not have a mom or a dad, or and the thing that keeps them happy are their friendships and the music and learning to play this instrument that they perhaps never imagined doing. Absolutely, and that's that's something we wanted to highlight. I think Fabio really says it better than, than anyone um, towards the end of the film. He says, to have nothing is not an excuse to do nothing. And oh, yeah. the film, you know, we really wanted to highlight the fact that ingenuity, innovation, resilience in the face of hardship, um, you know, these are all things that we, that we can, that, that we should um, all work towards in life. And Right. Um, you know the kids are such a shining example of that. They're they're resilient. They're um, they're optimistic despite the hardships um, and the mm-hmm. difficult surroundings. Um, but they they work hard and they work together as a team. And in the end, they're they're successful. So I think there's a lot of lessons that we can learn from them. 
I found it filled with so many lessons, actually, because for people here in the States watching this, perhaps even with their kids, you know, there's so much to think about in the world that goes on in the world. You take for granted. I mean, these kids are walking by these landfills every day or it's flooded or whatever. And again, I won't give away a lot. It's just so powerful what music can do. Absolutely. Absolutely. When we started working with the orchestra and with Fabio, there were, I mean, it was a, it was a handful of kids. I think he had, you know, around 10 or 12 students mm-hmm. um, in, the, in the music classes and, and orchestra that he had. And now, after nearly 10 years of the project, he has close to 300 kids that show up every week. What? To study music and play music. So it's grown, you know, exponentially over the, the, the course of the past several years mm-hmm. and provided a, uh, you know, a source of, a source of hope and inspiration for all the kids in the community. Um, oh, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah, Fabio is an, an environmental engineer, oh. and he initially went to the small town of Cateota, which you know, to call it a town is, is a bit, maybe a bit of a stretch. It's a community that sort of lives in the shadow of a landfill. Yes. Um, and so he went there to work in a sort of a traditional environmental project, but that project failed. Um, but his real goal was behavior change and to to create change in the community. And, you know, sort of, I think he puts it, um, it was almost as if by magic, you know, the project of music took off. And uh, it was through music and through art that he was able to achieve his initial goal of, of change in the community. Um, I, I think there's a lot of, a lot we can learn from that, too. Well, think about how many lives he changed as a result. I mean these kids had no exposure to music and he came in and discovered something about I'm sure about himself and and created this whole project for them yeah, of course of course yeah. um, you know he he believes or one of his um, sort of the tenets is that he that culture is a human is a basic human need yes and and in the community there there weren't any resources available to kids or to to adults, um, there were no music classes, there were no art classes, there there were no real sort of cultural centers, I guess, available. And through this project, he was able to introduce music and and, and this um, sort of cultural uh, centerpiece to the to the community. And look at the kids that are probably going to grow up and teach music, play music for the rest of their lives. I mean. He's, There's several, yeah. yeah. A couple of students are now studying formally in the classical conservatory in Paraguay, and a lot of the students, you know, part of the the goal of the project has also been to have the students teach other students. So every Saturday and on Wednesdays as well, the older students are now teaching the younger students and uh-huh. becoming the role models that they didn't have when they were younger. Right. So it's really um, it's become sustainable, which I guess, uh, which was also part of his goal. Yes. Now, what about the heart of the man who creates the instruments? Is his name Cola? Is that Cola, his name? Yes. yeah. Could you talk about him? Because he was amazing. Oh, he's fantastic. He's one of the most creative people that I've ever met. Um, and one of just the nicest and most humble and genuine people. You know, he he had a rough life growing up and and worked for many years in the landfill sorting and collecting garbage uh, to be recycled. And you know, by by chance or by the nature of the universe, he and Fabio met and started making recycled instruments for this orchestra. And it was a, a long process of trial and error. 
Um, but eventually they designed and developed these instruments, which are copies of formal and traditional European instruments, classical instruments. Okay. But they have their own their own timbre, their own uh, unique characteristics. So they've essentially invented a new type of instrument um, without really meaning to. And, you know, it, it it's a, a product of Fabio's idea and Cola's um, ability to... Uh, to work in carpentry and, and everything else. So it's it, it's sort of a meeting of two uh, great minds. It's so fascinating because uh, there was one, I forget if it was uh, the drummer, who talked about how he found cassettes and he learned all about Led Zeppelin and other bands. And, um, you know, just from that landfill, the things you find, uh, your only limit is your imagination. Uh, uh, of course. That's a really funny I don't know. I, I find that really funny. Um, that was one of the one of the orchestra members' father, who used to oh, work okay. in the landfill, Jorge. Mm-hmm. And when we were, you know, cutting the film, and we <laughs> and we didn't remember that material, um, but it was so interesting. You know, he says that, yeah, he would find cassette tapes in the landfill, and one of his first uh, one of the first cassettes he found was Phil Collins. Oh yes. Um, <laughs> Uh, which I don't know. I find really funny. Um, <laughs> and then he went on to you know learn about other types of music, heavy metal, rock, and and the Beatles, and um, yeah, the, the landfill was a source of of so much for community income and also I guess music. I mean, you think it's got nothing in there, but then you really start poking around and you find treasures and and things to create. And it was really interesting how you can find. Uh, a whole new beginning from what you think is nothing. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. This has really been incredible. I, I know it's been on 60 Minutes and news shows. And Are these instruments on display anywhere? They are, yes. The Museum of... or Making musical, music? Musical Instrument Museum in Phoenix. Oh, okay. Has them on display. Um, they... I guess they created an exhibit in 2014, and so they are display. They are on display there, along with other traditional musics from from all over Latin America and the world. I'm su- um, I'm surprised the Museum of Making Music down in San Diego doesn't do something. It'd be super cool. We should uh, we should get in touch with them you and see should. if they'd be interested. You should. You really should. Yeah. How has this project changed you? How's it changed me? Mm-hmm. Well. You know, working on the film for such a long time and being around the kids and going down to Paraguay and meeting up with them when they travel, I'm always um, just inspired by their by their heart and their uh, their good nature. They're they're truly inspiring people, and I think that's why the film resonates as well. Is because I mean we see um, just so much resilience in in their spirits um so it's it's a reminder to me on a daily basis that you know when i think that perhaps things aren't going well i can just remember you know the times i spent down there or working on the film or or watch a clip from the film and and it sort of you know picks me back up a bit so um just uh gosh it's just a reminder of what's important in life and yes and uh to work hard and not give up and and to be grateful for what we have and um, 
I don't know, it's just a constant source of inspiration for me. It's fantastic. I do want to mention that the film has been shown at over 200 film festivals and won over 40 prizes. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. And there's a screening coming up. I know there's one this evening at 7 at the Museum of Tolerance on West Rico Boulevard. Uh, There'll be a live performance as well? That's correct. And then coming up on the 22nd... Uh, at 7.30 yep. p.m., there'll be a filmmaker Q&A as well, live performance. Uh, that is in, um, I forget how you pronounce it. Uh, L- it's at, Bla- at the Lamley Music Lamley Hall in Beverly Hills. Okay, on Wilshire Boulevard. Okay. And mm-hmm. there is information I did put up on my blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. What's up next for you? What, do you? what are you working on? I'm currently working on a project in Nicaragua with... A, with an Indian tribe that lives in the southern part of the country who uh, they're fighting f- to protect the rainforest that they depend on for survival. So hopefully we'll be heading down to Nicaragua um, soon to, to work with them. Incredible. If people want to find out more about you or reach out to you, do you have a website or are you on Facebook? I, I do, yes. You can find out more about the film at landfillharmonicmovie.com or my own personal website at bradallgood.com. And I didn't get to talk about this, but you were in the Peace Corps for a while. I was, yes. I was in the Peace Corps in Nicaragua. That's incredible. And uh, tell me a little bit about uh, your background leading up to filmmaking. My background is in biology and geology. Look and at that. <laughs> yeah, I, did, I n- <laughs> never expected to be making films. That's great. Though. Um, when I was in the Peace Corps, I was working in community health and became interested in behavior change and public health communications and social marketing, mm-hmm. and decided to go to grad school, um, and then fell in love with the craft of filmmaking, and it was a sort of the perfect marriage between behavior change and social marketing, and then also creativity, um, being able to make films and tell stories, so I decided to sort of combine the two and, and make films about you know uh, topics that I find interesting. Well, I noticed you also work for PBS Marketing Communications, and you did national campaigns campaigns for PBS, including the Emmy Award-winning series Downton Abbey. That's right. That's right. I was at PBS, gosh, a number of years ago, um, producing promotional spots and campaigns for, mm-hmm. for a lot of the programming that, that PBS had. So that was a, well, th- a fun and good experience. Well, this is incredible because it's a, just such a powerful, moving film I hope so many people see. Oh, thank you so much for your kind words. I'm hoping to come out to the screening on the 22nd, so maybe I'll uh, shoot you an email and hope to meet you in person. Okay, it'd be fantastic. All right, thanks so much, and I really appreciate you calling in. All right, thank you. Okay, have a great day, Brad. All right, bye. Bye Bye-bye. Okay, so that's a wrap for this week's show. We have a few more minutes. We'll probably listen to some music. But that was Brad Allgood, the director, editor, and director of photography for Landfill Harmonic. And uh, all the information is up on my blog as well as pictures. It was such a powerful film because here this uh, man, Cola, would make instruments out of uh, trash you would find in the landfill and you see a cello and you see violins and and these kids learning instruments for the first time and forming friendships and it becomes like family it's a very very powerful film so again if you uh, missed any part of this show 
It will be up on my blog at thefunkoutshow.kuci.org. Again, screenings are this evening, 7 o'clock, Museum of Tolerance. And there's also one on Wednesday, uh, let's see, the, well, the 22nd, 7.30 p.m. There'll be a live performance at both events, which is going to be great. So let's take a little break, and then uh, Sheldon Abbott is standing by with Cure for the Blues. He's ready. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. <laughs> 